A lot of people in eye care say there's no money in contact lenses. They simply want to give it away for what they bought it for. And I've never understood that statement. You're browsing Facebook groups and you're thinking, are you guys crazy? Like, yeah, you know, you're not going to make as much money like you would on a pair of glasses, an IPL, a scleral lens fit. But this is a core part of every optometry practice and we have to embrace it and we have to be nimble. Yo, yo, my name is Perry Brill. Entrepreneur, yeah, it's a big deal. We talk about all things I care because I care about I care. Technology, I wear so many revolutionary things in I care. Tech startups and innovation, the coolest I care stuff in the nation. Are you an eye doc or an optician? Doesn't really matter because we cook it in the kitchen. Yeah. I have here with me Beth with Waldo Contacts along with Catherine. They are respectively the VP of Business Development and National Sales Director. And they both have uh, many years of experience on the contact lens side in the industry. And they have flipped roles into more of a startup environment. Waldo is paving the way really to get bricks and clicks to talk together. I remember in my dad's practice at Brill Eye Center, all of a sudden, it was like probably 2014. We had Aveo, Hello, Hubble, and there's all these, these commercials and you know fa viral Facebook ads. And we're thinking, what is going on? Did like all these people get in a room and decide to start contact lens companies? And it is competitive out there. And I think we really need to look at who are our friends and who are not our friends. And there's a lot of blurred lines because many of the larger manufacturers, they're selling to corporate, they're selling to 1-800, they're selling to other, many of these other larger entities. And so we are going to go through all that in detail, and we're really just going to tell you the truths and the lies and really how to be profitable. So let's start with you, Beth. Tell us how you got into eye care and what's been your journey. Hi, Perry. Thanks for having us. Um... ICARE kind of found me back in uh, 2011, and I've been in this industry ever since. So got my start with Alcon, was there for about six years, super successful, learned a lot about the industry. But I think the most impactful part of my tenure there was being in offices every single day with doctors and their staff and really understanding at a granular level the things that go really well on a daily basis, the things that don't go well, the struggle and pain points from a very personal level, um, and then the patient interactions. You know, what does that whole experience look like? And I think that combined with the issues, as you mentioned at the top of the call, that doctors have been facing for many years now, which is how to compete with online retailers, big box wholesale or discount kind of retailers, and just you know, their friend who's a peer down the street who also has an office, you know, what's going to differentiate and separate them from the rest of the pack. And that really piqued my interest. I'm big on consumer experience. I am big on that direct to consumer side and patient behaviors and what they need to see and want to see in order to buy something and to do that over and over and over again. And so I switched courses. I left Alcon. I started the Lens Butler, which was the first of its kind kind of subscription service and ordering tool for practices, optometrists all across the U.S. 
and did that for a couple of years before making the move to telehealth where we were gonna try and encapsulate all of that together and went through the telehealth boom during the COVID crisis and the pandemic and learned a ton. And I'm still very passionate about connecting doctors with patients and making healthcare, specifically eye care, more affordable and accessible for all. And that brings me to Waldo. I'm thrilled to be here. I met our founder and CEO back in 2018 when we were having a cup of coffee discussing both of our subscription services. And as she was planning on entering the US, really trying to gain some knowledge around optometry and how they operate and wanting to become a doctor-friendly platform that can, again, connect patients with doctors in a different way. And the timing was right. When we all kind of got together at the end of last year, this role was available and it was serendipity. So I'm thrilled to be here and bring my knowledge of manufacturer, big manufacturer side of contact lenses with starting my own company with telehealth and now with Waldo to really connect all of those dots and really change the way contact lenses are perceived in an optometrist's office and how we use them. Okay. Were you a road warrior? I was a road warrior. Yeah. Okay. It was probably my favorite part of the job. Honestly, I really, really love connecting with people and specifically doctors and their staff and traveling and also working with other reps, you know, towards the end of my career there, I was training and doing field training for other divisions and other teams. So I got to travel. I was doing some leadership development things and got to spread my wings a little bit there, working closely with marketing. So, you know, did it all, but really my favorite part was the road warrior. So I can empathize and sympathize with anyone listening who's been on that grind for a while. Yeah. And Catherine, you kind of had a similar route. I kind of, I believe, tell us about that. Yes. So I started out with ABB Optical Group in 2009, a long time ago. And like Beth, I was a road warrior. So I um, worked and grew the territory in North Carolina, where I currently live and always have. And like Beth, got to know the doctors really well. I think what separates my experience from hers is I saw more of a holistic view of the contact lens business in doctor's practices. And I think one of the pain points that I uncovered working with ABB and with doctors directly is just as those online channels grew, which kind of mirrored my time with ABB, that that was the trajectory of the online boom in the contact lens space. They found it increasingly hard to compete with everything that was going on that was outside of their control and would say to me often, my patients can buy brand name lenses for less online than what I can buy them for from you. Yeah. I remember when you'd be sitting in the exam room and this was especially very prevalent during the UPP, unilateral yeah. pricing policy days. Yeah. And yeah. we all were brainwashed to believe you couldn't get the product online for less. Here they are, the patient sitting there. And they're like, no, I can get DT1 at the same price. And we're like, WTF? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've been fooled. Yeah. And then Alcon came out and put the flag on the box. And, you know, I think oh, the yeah. best intentions out there, but at the end of the day, the big four manufacturers have their products and way too many channels to be able to control price at any scope. So anyway, I kind of digressed, but I 
I was with ABB in sales directly for a long time and then moved into some training roles when my children were old enough to, for me to do that and to travel. And then I managed a couple of different teams at ABB, sales teams both. And I loved my job there. And I loved working with independent eye care practitioners and helping them dig into their business and figure out how they could grow the contact lens side of the business and make more money and capture more sales. But I think time and time again, I kept coming up with these doctors a against a brick wall of like what they can and can't control. And so much of it was outside of their control, not only from the threats of external competitors, but also from other companies that were supposed to be their friends kind of directly competing with them. So at Waldo, I feel like we are able to really bridge that gap between what consumers want. They love this online experience. They love the way that we engage with them as consumers. And then what doctors need, which is not only to share in the revenue, but also to have visibility to what their patients are wearing and what their patients are buying and how often. Because when a patient buys online, the doctor has no idea if they're buying the right brand, the right prescription, you know, what that company's background is in terms of like, are the lenses expired? So just not only the revenue, but just the visibility, I think is so important. And that's something that we provide for our doctor partners. So Catherine and Beth, lately I've been thinking, why aren't these contact lens manufacturers, the big four, selling direct to consumer themselves? Like, you know, it's going to come one day. I don't know if there's legalities behind that. And I know they want to be friends with the ECP. I, and I know they want to support their other online suppliers, but it is come a time where every wholesaler, it's almost our duty to sell direct to consumer. I mean, think of one company that is not selling direct to consumer today. But they also have great presence within retail stores. And I think we all, this is just me, have to get over it that everybody's going to sell online and they're going to sell in retail. And that's just the world we live in. So if you want to live in this utopian society of it's not available online, you're crazy. And I want to flip this back to eyewear for a second. Because a lot of people were like, I don't sell Ray-Ban because it's found online. Well, yeah, that's true. And it is found everywhere. But let's say a really nice independent line. I'll give you an example of Jacques Marie Mage. It's like a really high-end line, $800 to $1,500 just for the frame. They have an online presence. So the reason they have an online presence is because they need to get the publicity out. They need to market to the consumer because nobody's just going to go buy a $1,000 pair of glasses online. You're going to want to try it on. And so this kind of gets into the way we have to, for lack of better terms, bait consumers in, nurture them, get them obsessed with the concepts. I could not agree more with that. Why aren't the big four selling online or are they? Well, they are. You just don't realize it. So I think the important thing to remember is that the biggest customer of the big four is 1-800-CONTACTS. The biggest customers of all of the big four are your big box and your chain retailers. Those people that as private independent optometrists, you are fighting against all day, every day. They sell to those same channels. They sell to those channels for less than what they're selling to you for. Sometimes it's not by much, but when you can buy, you know, buy the pallet and buy the truckload, you obviously get that volume discount that a private independent doctor just can't get. And then when you turn around and look at how they're being sold, which is typically online, it's a problem and it's a very tangled web of, realizing who really kind of has your back in this industry, 
And being able to take the words of your reps and the words of the manufacturers and the companies with a grain of salt. Because of course, they wanna do what they can to keep you happy as an optometrist. You are an important customer to them. They use you for speaking engagements. They pay you to host dinners. They want reps to ride with you so that they can learn more. But at the end of the day, they will never be the ones helping you sell more product in your office. And I think Catherine has a great example of, of something that one of the manufacturers has done recently in terms of how they're rewarding doctors in this space. Catherine, do you wanna share what that reward program looks like? Well, I think, I mean, anybody that's listening probably knows about all the different reward for performance programs that are out there. But I think the thing that I saw happen not too long ago in the space is one of the manufacturers getting to a place where they're rewarding doctors more so at a higher percentage, I should say. If they fit more of their patients and their brand, the reward is not any more tied to just the sale of the products. They know that the fit is where it all starts, right? Because what's, what's happening? I want to back up and maybe provide a little more context to this because I know what you're talking about. One of the big four manufacturers basically will establish a connection to your electronic health records. And they don't say this, but they're likely mining your data. Now they're not selling the data because that's illegal. I trust them that they're not selling the data, but internally they probably are interpreting it, right? Well, for sure. Yeah. And that's how they arrive at these percentages of patients fit in their brand. So to me, it just speaks volumes to where this manufacturer has recognized the sales going, which are not in private practice, not with the doctor, not with the fitter. They're going somewhere else, but the manufacturer knows that. So they just want to get the doctor to fit the product because they're getting the sale no matter where the patient buys, right? But the doctor isn't compensated on the other end. So I think that's, you know, really where we want to step in and show that we're different because we want to reward doctors for any sale of our products that their patients initiate, whether that patient buys while they're in the office with the doctor or the patient buys online later, as long as that doctor is a partner of ours, he or she is getting rewarded. Okay. I want to de define the, the origin story of Waldo. And then I'm really going to press you guys really hard on how you're different because we got a lot of skepticism, ladies. I mean, I'm some, sure there's some bad actors out there. Uh, <laughs> Getting a 1-800 call at 10 p.m. on a Sunday for RX verification, give me a blink and blank, you know? That's crazy. Yeah. So tell us the founder's story of, of why Waldo was started, and then we'll kind of get into some of the details about differentiation and things like that. Sure. So Ashley Hind is our founder. She grew up in South Africa studied in South Africa, in London, and then subsequently in the US, but grew up in a very eye health centered household. Her mother was blind in one eye. She has worn contact lenses since she was 10 or 11. So understanding the importance of eye care and eye health and that relationship with an optometrist was always extremely important to them and to Ashley you know, throughout her lifetime. But it really wasn't until she was here in the States getting her MBA at Harvard. She's 
studying. It's late at night. Her eyes are burning from looking at the computer screen and her books. She takes out her contact lenses and realizes she doesn't have any more left. And what a typical life of a young person. I feel like taking stock of those types of things sometimes does not take precedent over the other things in your life, I, right? I'll tell you, I'm out of toothpaste, okay? I've yeah, been out I of mean, toothpaste for the yeah. past three days. <laughs> I chopped it open with the scissors, <laughs> like <laughs> scooping it out. I feel the exact same. And, and today I went to the gym right before this interview here and I forgot to go to the, the, the drugstore to get toothpaste again so I can feel the pain. Yes. It, I mean, it's life, right? Like there was a time I was traveling and I thought I packed enough contacts. I didn't. I had to find saline solution. I had to find, you know, a case. And, and we've all been there, right? Yeah. So she looks and is like, oh God, I have no contacts. So what does she do? It's 11 o'clock at night. She goes online to see the quickest you know, path of least resistance that she can order these contact lenses and get them to her and pay, you know, hopefully the, the best price that she can. And really was shocked to find that this one particular brand of lenses that she was in was listed for a different price on a host of different websites that the Google search brought her to. And that's where the pain point really settled in. I mean, Ashley has an extensive background in marketing, in pricing and price management. And so this really got the wheels turning and it became an obsession. You know, why is it, what is, what is so complicated about the distribution models in this industry and what's up with the delivery cycle and, you know, why are the channels different by, by country and pricing different by country? So when she started to dig in and see how complex this industry really is and how all the players are kind of dual handed in their approach, you know, they approach doctors one way, they approach the online retailers another way, and they really don't talk about one to the other. And they try to get the most out of all of them. And that's when she thought, okay, I've got to dive into this moment and I have to see what we can do to create the highest quality contacts without this insane price markup and also provide some consistency along the way. So that's really the, the founder story. Okay. And I, I would imagine the markup is, well, you have corporate offices, you have reps, you guys were reps. Did you get a car? Lived a pretty lavish lifestyle, man. Car, okay. gas card, insurance paid for. Yeah. yeah. So I, I believe we all should have health insurance and, and things like that, but all these things do add to the cost of, of goods. And they have to be marked up to, ac to account for that because companies have to be profitable. So I guess that's kind of the reason I like when companies are online and in store is because it creates this hybrid. We can cut out a lot of that kind of middle infrastructure. Okay. So Catherine, wh what's the deal? I just, you're going to have to build a case to me. You have these other companies out there who are selling online direct to consumer and we, we hear it, the stories all day long. You've been in so many offices and people are like, well, why I can buy it online. Why did Waldo wasn't always in ECP offices, right? Right. Was right. there an epiphany where you guys were like, we should be in that marketplace? So I think the epiphany happened before Beth or I joined the company. This was in the foundation of the company. But Waldo launched in the UK and 
contact lens management is very different overseas than it is in the U.S. So Ashley did launch in the U.K. The path to getting contact lenses to consumers overseas is different than it is here. And then as she looked at expanding into the U.S., she knew that partnering with doctors was going to be really important. But I think the other thing that she knew is that the big four manufacturers have such a hold on the doctors themselves that if she tried to go to them one by one and say, hey, Dr. Brill, I got this great contact lens. Why don't you, you know, give it a whirl? That was going to be a very slow path to success for Waldo as a brand. So as a brand, we launched to consumers first in the U.S. And while that may be controversial to some doctors listening or eye care providers listening, it was really a necessity to help us build the groundswell of interest in the brand that we needed to then go to the doctors and say, look, we have patients in your backyard that love our products that need a doctor so that they can be fit in the lenses properly. We need you. We want you to be our partner so that you can see these patients so that they can have the best I care experience. And in turn, we're going to share the revenue with you. So that was kind of the reason that the series of events unfolded the way they did. And that we're at this place today where we really want to gear up and focus on growing our doctor partnership network in the U.S. Right. You know, I just saw an example this week, Mark Cuban, you know, the billionaire guy, I think he owns what the Mavericks or whatever, Shark Tank. He just launched a pharmaceutical company. I saw that. And I love his philosophy. You know, I'm going to pull up his website because I, I just want to read the blurb. And it's all about making things affordable. Affordable, and- accessible. Yeah. Taking big pharma out of the equation, which I think is a conversation we're not having enough of in optometry. And I think it's because doctors and manufacturers have been wed for so long that it seems like it's a reliance relationship, right? But as we've seen in, in offices who have successfully walked away from VSP and IMED, you don't have to be as wed as you think you do to the status quo and to who's in your office every day. And, you know, Perry, one of the things that Catherine mentioned that I cannot stress enough is, you know, let's take a Mark Cuban, let's take an entrepreneurial aspect to this. Let's do a how I built this with Perry Brill today, right? Like, yeah, I love, I'm a diehard fan of how I built this. So me too, Guy Raz. So here's Perry, but I, if you're an optometrist listening to this or you're an optician, you know, if we would have came to you and said, listen, patients don't want to buy the way that you currently have them buying. They want something cheaper. They want something that's still great quality. They want to do it online. They maybe want to do it without your influence or your involvement. Doctors would, I mean, we would never get fits. And so then how could we turn around and say to a doctor, this is a brand that carries some weight. And that's really what we were able to do. And Ashley had the right philosophy. I mean, I can tell you from building the lens butler, it is extremely difficult to get doctors to latch onto, to buy into something new and go gangbusters with it. It's way more difficult than, than you think it is. And so the, the opportunity that we have now to come to doctors and say, we proved this concept because we have thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of customers, hundreds of thousands wearing our lenses. They want what we're offering, 
now let us bring you into the fold. Let's let good eye health start with the doctor. Yeah. And, and I think that was the right way to do and it. Let me, and let me, let's give some analogies here. In Chroma, they produce colorblind eyeglass lenses. They were direct to consumer. And everybody was like, oh, how dare they do that? Well, guess what happened? Now they're, pro- they're in probably two or 3,000 offices nationwide. And exactly. when I was at my dad's practice, people would be driving hours away to get these in Chroma colorblind lenses. And Isn't so that they, crazy? They, they created the demand and they drove it to retail. And I was like, this is awesome. Yep. You'll see um, the same from us. We're, we're excited, but share the Mark Cuban bit. Cause I think it's important. Yeah, I think so it's right along where we're going. I have it pulled up. It's called the Mark Cuban cost plus drug company. And I love that his name is in it, by the way. Can we yeah. just like, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Good for him. So the pharmacy says it will bypass healthcare industry middlemen and help consumers avoid high drug prices by charging manufacturers, manufacturers prices, plus a flat 15% markup and pharmacist fee. So I, I consider this like what Costco, don't do they, don't they do that? Don't they do that? It's like wholesale plus whatever their percentage is. Yes. And yes. Okay. So it's pricing yep. transparency. Yes. And I think Catherine touched on it. So it's easy for us, right? We're new to the doctor market and channel. We started online. We've always kept our products consistently at the same price and we aren't in distribution today. Waldo is its own 3PL, which is very attractive to a lot of our partners. You know, we do it all in-house, but for these other manufacturers, with 3PL, uh, define that for the audience. um, Sorry, third-party logistics. Okay, okay. So- all of the pick, pack, ship operations that go along with that, we own and we manage ourselves. So it allows us to have more control over the price points and, and our products and where they're at and how they're delivered, which we want because we have a very specific aesthetic and we, we want patients to be wowed and engaged with our products and their monthly or quarterly shipments or what, however they choose to receive our products. But for the other manufacturers, because they are, as Catherine said, in a lot of different channels and in bed with a lot of different players, they have a harder time because they don't own the distribution in those channels. And so I think you asked this question at the top of the podcast, you know, when will these companies get into direct to consumer? You know, the big four really can't be as agile as someone like Waldo because They are in so many different channels of distribution. They don't own their distribution. And so therefore they have a harder time controlling how their product is shipped, how it looks when it goes out, right? Um, The cost associated with those things. And so it's not gonna be easy for them to turn that off and go through one specific channel that they own where they can control the price. And I think that's why you see or saw, I should say, Alcon and some others who adopted UPP have to walk that back because they were already in a place where they couldn't do that legally without there being ramifications, right? We are starting from a different point. We're already online. We own our distribution. We can control the way our product looks and feels and how it arrives to the patient, which we care very much about, the experience. And that's a whole nother topic. But for these manufacturers, the way for them to get as close as they can as going direct to consumer is through what you mentioned earlier, Perry, um, access to your patients. 
that's the one piece of the puzzle that's been missing for them. They own every channel, right? So they're selling to 1-800, they're selling to Contact Lens King or, or you know whomever. They're selling to these other places, Hubble even. So if, if you're not aware and you're listening, Hubble, Site Supply, Warby Parker, they all sell the big force products in addition to their own lenses. Yeah, and I was gonna ask you that about is, that. that. That's a recent thing. And why did that happen? Did it happen because the lens they sell is complete garbage and they're like, uh, we probably should offer something else or what? There's a couple of reasons. So I think for some, it was lack of sales in their own specific brand that maybe drove the decision to earn profits in other areas. But really, um, from the knowledge that I have to some folks that are very close to it, they got the phone call from the FTC that was saying, listen, you're switching brands. The prescriptions that you're receiving are not for your branded product and you're putting them in your branded product. We're going to give you a warning. That's a big no-no. And so I think to prevent that watchful eye of the FTC, the more products they have to offer, you know, the more they can get away with and the more they look on the up and up. But I think they also want to take advantage of some of those margins. You know, in, in any case, they're, we all agree contact lens margins stink all the way around, um, but they're still profitable. And that's why we're having this conversation with you today. And when they represent, you know, 20% to a typical doctor's bottom line, when they look at their P&L and they represent money to these other companies, why not take where you can get more from? And I also think the last piece to that is it's really expensive for a company like us or Hubble or another to launch extensions of products. So we're talking toric lenses, multifocal lenses, the, the capital that you have to outlay to be able to do that is a lot of times something they're not excited about doing. And so it allows them to capture those toric and multifocal patients by taking advantage of offering other products. Right. That makes sense. Okay. So Catherine, let, let's switch gears here. Let's talk about the business model of Waldo. You guys are subscription-based similar to Quip, Dollar Shave Club, a lot of these other programs, uh, HelloFresh. My neighbors always get the uh, the ugly fruit. What's that one called? You know what I'm talking about. Misfit Market? Yeah. I want to get I that one. I love Misfit Market. I want to steal my neighbor's package one day. So They how, have had some crazy looking fruits and vegetables. In how's there. The, how is that. it? Is it pretty good stuff? Everything is fresh and delicious. You just get some... Like we got carrots one time that were on steroids. I don't know why, like it's the stuff that, you know, the supermarket doesn't think looks good enough or attractive enough. Tastes the same, cooks the same. It's great. Yeah. You know, I was buying uh, some bananas. Actually, I was grabbing some beer, some craft beer. And I, and I was like, you know what? I need bananas. The bananas at the convenience store were like rotting pretty much. But I was like, you know what? I'm still going to buy it. Cause guess what? It's going in a smoothie. I don't care. But yeah, you're eating it now. So why not? Yeah, it would never sell. Um, back to subscription, though. So um, tell us about why the need for subscription in today's market. So it's kind of like your toothpaste story, Perry. Um, we know that patients don't often buy the whole year supply of contact lenses when they're in their doctor's office. And as much as that was a problem that as an ABB person and I'm no best as someone with Alpine, we tried to help practices train their staff to sell the year supply. And that was always, you know, the, the best offer. 
most patients don't want to buy the year supply, not only because they don't want to spend 600 plus dollars more for most of the brands these days, but they also don't want a mountain of contact lenses in their house that they have to store. And they also are concerned that, well, what if my prescription changes or what if, what if I decide I don't want to wear contact lenses every day anymore? The Waldo model is built on a subscription platform. So patients can choose the frequency in which they receive lenses. They can receive lenses from us monthly. And if they do that, the cost for both eyes is $39. And I want to make it clear that this is the patient cost, not the doctor's cost. That's a lot more similar to what a doctor might pay, but this is what the patient pays. $39 for two eyes um, for one month of daily disposables. Or the patient can get the lenses quarterly. It's $108 a quarter. They can get a six-month supply or an annual supply. And the reason that we introduced the annual supply option is because our doctor partners wanted it. They told us, well, our staff has been trained to sell an annual supply. We don't want them to start with a monthly subscription. So we said, fine, we'll, we'll deliver that. We'll come up with an annual supply. Here's um, the problem with the annual supply. It takes away from other purchases in the office because they, sure. buy, they buy the annual supply for six to hundred dollars to a thousand dollars. You're not going to get the glasses sale. You will not. Good luck. I mean, maybe one in 10. So just being hopeful, mm-hmm. uh, unless, unless you're a totally different rock star office, but we have to be real with ourselves. So I'd rather have right. a modest contact lens purchase and a really great eyewear purchase. So yeah, not only are you right about that part, but then the modest contact lens purchase turns into two boxes being purchased from the doctor and the remaining, I'm just going to use a 90 pack example, six boxes being purchased somewhere else. So the patient might buy the, that modest contact lens purchase when they're in the office, but then they are not buying the remaining six boxes from their doctor. Some may, again, like maybe 10%. Yeah. I mean, there's really good, you know, there's tons of reminder systems out there for doctors now. So it's better, definitely better. Right. Um, But the fact that the Waldo platform is a subscription just ensures that patients are going to be automatically shipped their lenses on the schedule that they've chosen, billed on the schedule that they've chosen, and the doctor earns a percentage of that sale every time. What if they're just overloaded on contacts? Like they get an eye infection and they can't wear lenses for three weeks. Like, do you keep shipping them? They can pause or okay. cancel. The patients can contact us and pause or cancel okay. if they decide to. They're I not- just wanted to add, add there, um, you know, again, I think we go back to conditioning and having worked for a manufacturer and being able to see both sides of it. You know, why do you think the manufacturers are so excited to have their reps talking every day about how to help coach you and your staff to sell annual supplies or half year supplies because they get one shipment well okay or why do you think those are the only two options for a patient rebate it's to incentivize more boxes sold in one fell swoop so that their profits look better we talk about this as it relates to compliance that might be fine this year but are you going to see them back next year There's a lot of ways we can talk about this, but I think really having doctors peel back the layers of the onion to understand the manufacturer has their own 
the manufacturer has their own motives when they bring somebody into your office to train you or to coach you. And all things point in the same direction if you start to really take a hard look. Yeah, no, you're totally right. We have to read between the lines when, and when people are telling this stuff. So well, let's talk about really why someone would adopt Waldo. It's Edifilicon A, right? Yes. Okay, That's so right. the, the, the material's been, it's nothing, it's nothing new. It's not the iPhone 14 of, of contacts, I would say. It's not, but that's okay. You know, and I think a lot of emphasis has been put on the latest and greatest and the newest technology. And we want our patients to have the best. I think that's fantastic. But in the example that you used of the frames earlier, not every patient is looking for a thousand dollar a year contact lens, you know, order um, or option. And what we talked about this, Beth, for for the new contact lens wearer, guess what happens when when they get the sticker shock. Peace. Drop you out. Know, they're, they're leaving. Yeah. And, and, you know, Perry, you and I talked about this in the past, but we know that dropouts happen with our first time wearers within those first two weeks and at a much higher rate for a lot of reasons. Why would we want to give our patients an experience that they're uncomfortable with to begin with? Okay. My 14 year old daughter needs contact lenses okay, you want her in the best and it's a daily and it's a thousand dollars for an annual supply and I'm savvy. So I'm going to do the rebate, but now I've opened my first 90 pack for both eyes and she is really struggling. So I'm already going home with sticker shock and with buyers, not remorse, but just those feelings of, and I always liken it to tires, you know, car tires are a necessity. We all need them. But when you have to get something fixed or when you need a new set of tires, when you hear the cost, you're like, damn, I was saving that money for the vacation, or I wanted to go to this concert, or, you know, we have things that we want to do and tires are not in that equation, but I need them. And so you, you're, you're buying them, but you're, you're hating it the entire time. This is kind of that moment. You know, we always talk about in eye care, the eyes are not aesthetically something you know, that matters when we're wearing contact lenses, especially no one can tell if you're, if you can see, if you can't see, if they feel great, if they can't, because they're not changing. It's not like dentistry or glasses, right? So people tend to neglect that value that they bring to their everyday life. So when we're talking about new wearers and first time wearers, let them ease in with a great lens. Edifilcon A is is always the lens that is referred to in clinical studies that contact lenses are graded against. It is the most widely prescribed lens, I believe in the world or has been. It's tolerated very well. So you can say whatever you want about it not being new technology and the latest and greatest, but it's a really great lens that's been proven over time to be really palatable for most patients and a great workhorse lens. And we will iterate on that. We have a new lens launch coming late spring, early summer, but it's not a bad thing that it's not the newest technology out there. Yeah. I I think it goes more like, okay, yeah, it's a proven lens. It works. A lot of people find comfort in it, but I guess that's not really the innovation with, I guess that's been the innovation with contacts is we have this new material and it does X, Y, and Z, and it comes in these toric powers at this axis. But I guess what you're, you guys are putting a complete spin on it. So Catherine, why would an ECP want to work with someone who's selling online, but also selling into offices? What is the program you guys have created? 
Yeah. So the doctor partnership program allows doctors to have a fitting set like they would for any other contact lens brand, fit the lens on the patient while they're in the office. And then the patient has a choice, right? Like they would, if they're fitting any other brand, do they want to finish out that transaction when they're in the office? Are they ready to buy? Or are they going to go home and think about it? And how many patients are at the front desk and say, let me think about it, right? So no matter which path the patient chooses after being fit in Waldo Hydro Boost daily lenses, whether the patient finalizes that sale with the staff while they're in the practice or goes home and thinks about it, that patient's ultimately going to come back, purchase the lenses, and the doctor will get sales credit. So it really just helps doctors capture that about 50% of patients who typically do not buy contact lenses from them. Sales credit as in cash money. Yes, cash money in their pocket. Okay, dollar dollar bill. (laughs) (laughs) And you're right, we are flipping this around a little bit. I mean, whoever said innovation in contact lenses can only be with new lenses that cost more than the previous version? I mean, at what point do we start pricing folks out of I mean, where's the ceiling? There hasn't been one. We keep launching new materials. Now Daily's Total One is in a monthly lens. You know, like innovation is phenomenal and we will continue to innovate, but it doesn't always have to follow the same formula that it has in the past. And we firmly believe there needs to be more innovation around the patient experience and the patient connectivity and accessibility of good quality contact lenses for an affordable price, because that's is what the consumer cares about. It's, the it's doctors happened. and us industry people get our rocks off on, you know, lubricity and other stuff. No, the patients don't know and they don't care. Yeah. They care if it works and it's comfortable. Same thing is happening in the uh, the car market. People who are near the poverty level, maybe above the poverty level, or even heck, middle class, cannot even afford a car, a new car, and they cannot afford a, a house because everything is meant for like, this lavish lifestyle when people are like, I just want a freaking house. I don't need granite floors. Like just put some freaking pl- uh, plywood, <laughs> l- l- laminate floors. <laughs> like that's good enough. Let's you know? upgrade him a little. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. So are patients going to be coming into an office and saying, Hey, I want to be fit with Waldo. I saw it online. Or is this more like, Hey, I have a patient in here and they, they seem like a good candidate for, for Waldo. So let me fit them with that. Both. So we do advertise to consumers online and in other channels, and we'll be doing more of that with the new lens launch that Beth mentioned later this year. So yes, we want patients to go into doctor's offices and ask for Waldo. And we want that to be kind of the call to action that the doctor hears from the patient that they're interested. But in turn, we also want the doctors to fit patients on in our lenses. I had an early conversation with a doctor that I've known for a long time. And one of his, we were talking through just this whole concept and he kind of looked at me and he said, yeah, I guess you make a good point. Why would I continue fitting my patient who comes to me every year for an exam in XYZ name brand lens when that patient has never bought them from me? Why would I keep doing that? I said, don't know. Good question. Why don't you try something else, right? So this this gives the doctors another option to offer those patients who do come in for their eye exam. And let's face it, every 12 months is a stretch. Every 14 to 18 months is more typical. But the patients are loyal patients. They're coming in 
but their material purchases go elsewhere. And that's something you can easily see in your EHR or their material transactions last year or not. If a doctor can look at a patient's chart and see that there were no material transactions, but there was an exam for a spherical contact lens, why not offer them something that the patient can buy online and they can, the doctor can get credit for. Yeah. So to my understanding, they, they're on a subscription. The doctor gets a payout like ACH or a check every month or every quarter, whatever your cadence is. Right. Right. Okay. We're going to be, we're going to be um, innovating on that too. We're going to try and make these transactions happen pretty instantaneously. So the future looks bright for doctors being able to get their hands on that money right away. And every time, uh, you know, that repeat order goes out, I think that that's another advantage that the manufacturers try to sell to the doctor and selling more boxes at one time is, you know, get your money now. And in case they don't come back to you, you know, for the rest, um, which I also think is, is funny and kind of goes to our earlier points, but we're going to make sure that you get your hands on that money, you know, point of sale going forward. So, so that's a goal of ours. So I see the patient. And then I register them on the, the Waldo site. Is that right? The, the tech or doctor would do that? That's right. Okay. That's right. And register. I think one of the main things I actually really did like about Waldo was you give the, uh, the patient a rebate, instant rebate. There's nothing to submit. So the lenses are cheaper, always cheaper in a professional practice than it would be just the consumer going online. Yes, that's a great point. So the rebate is an instant rebate built into the shopping cart for semi-annual, for six-month supplies and annual supplies. So an annual supply starts out at $408 to the patient. Again, that's for both eyes. I feel like I need to keep saying that because it's so much less expensive than the other brands. And then we apply a $40 rebate in the shopping cart to the patient that pays us and the doctor $368. So it is instant. It's in the cart. The doctor doesn't have to do anything. The patient doesn't have to do anything. There's nothing to submit. And that rebate is only available to patients who, whose doctor fits them in the lenses and whose doctor registers them for the portal, not to patients who might find us on our consumer site. And I know one thing you guys do, right, is when, let's say, 10 or 11 months come around, you will notify the patient, hey, you are due for your eye exam. You can't just order another year supply and bypass the, uh, the recommended yearly exam. No, that, that's something I think Catherine and I are very passionate about. And I speak about this a lot and, and have implemented this at Waldo since I started making sure that that expiration date means something and that the patient cannot continue with another year's worth of lenses without getting that annual supply. So part of our notification process will kind of be that automatic reminder. Hey, you only have two months left. You got to get in and see your doctor or else we, so what happens on the back end? the system will automatically pause that patient and will not ship them lenses until they can prove that they've been into the doctor and they have a new script. So we're excited about that. And, and there will be small but meaningful changes like that as Waldo kind of continues on down this, this road with the doctor partnership. We send just a little insertion of some information here for our doctor partners listening. When a doctor gets a fit set of Waldo lenses, we send little clear, they're similar to the travel packs, but I'd say a little bit more substantial so that when the patient sends, the doctor sends the patient home with trials, they have a clear zippered pouch to put the trials in. So it just makes that experience really, you know, positive. So anyway, I digress. No, that is good. Yeah. Cause the trials are, it's messy. Like 
here's a box. And you're like, hmm, that, that was right. great. Well, and yeah. I also think it goes to that sustainability piece. You know, we do care a lot about being environmentally responsible. You'll see, so our packaging, we're kind of trying to get through that blue packaging, but we've switched to craft boxes with a blue Waldo logo on them. We have a recycling program. The recycling program is amazing because a patient does not have to collect these lenses and bring them somewhere. We send them a prepaid shipping envelope when they request one and they can store all of their contact lens trash um, in there and just zip it up when they're done. And we, and it sends back to us again, already postage paid and we do the recycling with TerraCycle. So we do care. And I think those recyclable moments, that little patient pouch, I actually use for my kids snacks at school instead of using like plastic baggies every day. So you can use them for anything, but sustainability does matter a lot to us here. I have an environmental science degree. I don't use it, but I'm big into the recycling. Like I love watching the recycling truck even come to my house. I'm like, it's just fascinating. Like what, what is, uh, you know, so much cardboard. It's insane. You know, so uh, much. And at the end of the week, I'm like, holy crap, do I really consume that much cardboard? And I'm like, yeah, I do. Between all the oat milks and nut milks and Amazon packages. It's crazy. <sighs> I really love TerraCycle. And at my dad's practice, we literally would have patients that would come in weekly to drop off bags of contact lenses, gallon Ziploc bags. I was like, this is awesome. Yep. If anything, we built this loyalty around the recycling program and where to recycle it. It's like this hub. I think that's great. We're going to save you some carbon emissions on that car ride driving over and back by letting you ship it from home. But I do think it's important. And then Catherine, I know he hasn't opened the quarterly box yet, but do you want to share maybe the new initiative for our experts and ambassadors on what patients can expect to see when they open the box? Sure. So one of the things that we heard from our customers, the patients that are wearing our lenses, is that they want to know, they want to hear more from eye care professionals about how they should take care of their eyes better or you know, healthy eye tips, we're calling them. So some of our doctor ambassadors that are forward-facing, media-facing are going to be providing us with healthy eye tip quotes that we are going to publish on cards to be included in the quarterly supplies or monthly supplies, however often patient gets them. So it kind of helps us to elevate that optometrist who is a partner of ours and kind of help with that person's exposure and also helps us give our consumers what they want, which is more information from doctors about how best to take care of their eyes. Yeah, I think that's smart. I, um, I follow a lot of healthy eye tip people you know, many of us know Joey Allen, he has like half a million subscribers on YouTube. And it's just like, random people who are obsessed about learning about their eyes. And from a non like super clinical perspective, I mean, he gets into the gritty detail. Yeah. Who else? Oh, there's a there's a, a dry eye group. It's called the dry eye syndrome support group. It's literally a group of people with dry eyes on Facebook, like 20,000 people who are all like oh. miserable, but they all want to learn. So I think it's I love the initiative of introducing people to the public. Yeah. So what are the qualifications to to be a, a Waldo fitter? Do we do we pay or an exclusive club? <laughs> do we Very just sign up? Club. Yes. No, so we we welcome eye care providers in the United States. So any interested eye care providers can reach out to us at sales at highwaldo.com and we can provide them with all the necessary paperwork to get started. It's 
very simple arrangement where we just build their profile in our internal database and then we send them a fit set. We need to open up that doctor portal access for them that we talked about earlier. But really the, the responsibility of the doctor partners is so minimal. They fit the patients in the lenses, they register them for the portal, and then we handle all of the backend logistics, which is the part that the staff really struggles with because it takes so much time. I know very well from my time at ABB to order contact lenses, have the lenses come in to the office or ship to the patient and track them down open the box, figure out who they belong to, call the patient, all these logistical things that just bog down a practice. And I'm sure you know that, Perry, from your time working with your yeah, dad's practice. I've, I've opened um, probably thousands of ABB boxes. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Yes, yes. And, you know, it's, it's a lot, and especially today with patients spending more time at home, people just prefer to have things shipped to them. And I um, mean, and I know that that, was growing at ABB, direct-to-patient shipping. But I think the, the great thing about the subscription experience is the office doesn't have to think about it. The patient is going to pay monthly. They're going to receive their lenses monthly or quarterly or however often. And there's never any shipping to the patient. So that's something that I know is a big deal when you're shipping lenses all over the country. How, how does, how, now this is kind of confusing. How does the patient get support? Maybe uh, I don't know. Let's say they, they patient claims the lenses are ripped and they feel like this is terrible. I am out a whole box. Do they call the doctor? Do they call chat Waldo? How does patient issues get resolved? I know that patients will probably, depending on habitually what they've done in the past, there is the potential for them to call their eye doctor if they're connected. Or I know some eye doctors will text with their patients. So like anything, you know, there's that, there's that possibility, but we do ask them, you know, to come online and email us. We're looking at expanding the channels that we have available. So putting a text and a chat option up on the site will be coming this year. Um, but we do have, and we have had an in-house optician. She is licensed, she is registered. And that has been really valuable for us because I think sometimes patients can be super cautious just because they don't know enough. And so if the doctor's office isn't open, you know, we have somebody that can answer those more simplistic questions. And I, I want to say they don't overstep, you know, they, they are very clear. You need to go see your doctor for this, or this is nothing that we can fix, but outside of support that may require a professional, we have, you know, customer support that's fantastic and does a really good job of making sure our customers are well taken care of. And I think it's why you see the level of, you know, five-star results that we have on Trustpilot and the amount of reviews that we have that are just really raving about our customer service. Yeah. You know, I've actually talked to your customer service before because I did cancel my subscription. Not because, not because I hate the product, because as you know, I'm a glasses wearer mainly. Yes. Um, in the summer, How I will. How, how was the rep? Were they good? Were they good to you? Oh yeah. That's what I was going to talk about. Um, I haven't worn the contact, so, so I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, the rep is good. I called and I said, I just want to cancel. And I think he asked me why he didn't like force me strong arm me. It was just like, okay, thank you, Perry. We'll, we'll, we'll cancel your subscription. And I was like, great. That's awesome. I don't want the sales pitch. That's amazing. That's, that's, I, I think Ryan, our customer service lead is going to be really happy to hear that because that's, that's what we train them to do. And we do want to know why, because those whys and the answers that yeah. we get help us create better experiences and better products. So 
Yeah. Uh, they weren't corporate speaking press one for blah, blah, blah. And two for that. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you talk to an AT&T uh, rep about your cable not working, it's canned responses. So, but, <laughs> but there, I get I'm always it. like, I'm screaming representative into the phone. I just want a human. Yeah. All right. Um, so your, your email was, and I'll put it in the, the show notes here. It's what sales at highwaldo.com. Yes. Okay, cool. Well, awesome. Well, thanks for, for coming on here. I know that there's haters listening right now, but look, you guys have a lot of decisions to make about who you do business with contacts. There's a lot of companies out there, but you got to try something new. This doesn't cost you a damn thing and try it. If it works right. great, if it doesn't work, who cares? But until you put these lenses on a patient and see they follow through the whole process of buying online, coming back in for their yearly exam, you getting your cash payout, like you'll see the system, it's going to work for you. It's the same thing as uh, signing up for any software that I've, I've ever, you know, you guys are almost just like a software company, but a product is like something yeah. to deliver. Well, and we always say like no harm, no foul, right? Like what, what do you have to lose by trying to add a new option to your practice that helps with that 50% of patients that aren't buying from you anyway. Like if you don't wanna switch from your bread and butter manufacturer, Catherine and I are not gonna ask you to, and you shouldn't feel like you have to, but I don't think anybody listening has a 100% capture rate. So if you're looking at a way to kind of maximize your dollars and earn profit on the patients that are leaving and walking out and buying elsewhere every single day, that is really the first place to start with someone like Waldo. And then let us earn your trust and let us prove it to you. And I think with a lot of the new things we have coming this year, line extensions and new kind of products and services, it will go to further that trust that we're trying to build with doctors and show you that we're serious about being a player in the space. Yeah, and I'll tell you, you should not have loyalty to any company or any rep because they come into your office and they visit. This is literally business. And I know maybe you are, you know, 45% uh, Bosch and Loam and the rest you're, you're mixed between all the other companies. Like that's great and all, but Bosch is not on your payroll. And uh, so don't worry about them. They'll be just fine. And by the way, Bosch is still making money on the patients that are leaving you. So, so they don't care. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on here. I'm excited to see how um, your program unfolds. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having us. This has been fun. All right. Thanks, thank Carrie. I appreciate you. One of the things I love about eye care today and healthcare consumerism is we have to figure out how do we appeal to the buyer and be where buyers want to buy. And that's online. That's within Google reviews. That's within TikTok DMs. And if you're not there, you're going to miss out on the opportunities. So be willing to change. And with that being said, please drop uh, me a five-star Google review on Apple Podcasts so other people can also get the motivation and inspiration to improve their practice. It'll just take you five seconds.